of all the different analyses, the different kind of frameworks that we've looked at, the different matrix, we figure out that of all the different protocols, we give them ranks, we give them analysis. The outcome is that FREX seems to be the most robust of all the eight protocols that we have analyzed. So that's the answer if you're looking for it. Now, let's start digging into the details. When we look at these different economic models, you have to think about all these different protocols as a country on its own. So what we're trying to do is to analyze and understand what's the monetary policy behind how these tokens get to that $1. How efficient do they come back to that $1? What kind of mechanisms, what kind of parameters they can change? How do we define the network effects of all these different tokens? So that's exactly what we did. So the big picture first. Big picture, we started with this token economics framework that look at three different pillars to analyze and understand the fundamentals that goes into designing the mechanisms of the algo stablecoin. First one is market design. So market design is the design of this environment that protocols and DeFi protocols and users will be using the tokens. The second is mechanism design. Mechanism design are the rules that people have to play by. Could be the system, could be the users, how decisions are made, how all these different oracles are defined. These are the mechanism design. And the third pillar is token design. Token design is the different kind of monetary policy, how efficient it gets back to $1, what kind of dynamic monetary policy do they have to maintain that $1. So with that in mind, that's how we divided the qualitative and quantitative data to get market design, mechanism design, and token design. In market design, the qualitative stuff, we look a little bit more at trying to understand what the network is for these different DeFi protocols. So we look at how widely spread is the token. This is very different from other kind of tokens because when we look at DeFi, when we look at stable coins, the stable coin usability is not within its market. It's not just trading within Frex or just trading within Reserve or just trading within Ampleforce. The whole point of stablecoin is to be able to trade it in secondary markets in another DeFi protocol. And that's why when we look at network analysis, when we try to understand and quantify the market and the usability of these tokens, we have to consider beyond just the primary market. So we have to look at secondary markets. So we look at the other kind of DeFi protocols accepting the token. In the quantitative analysis, we look at some stuff such as the total supply and exchanges, the percentage of the addresses holding top 15% of the tokens. So we want to see how decentralized it is, how it's being used. We look at the daily transactional volume. So that's a little bit like the velocity of the token. We look at the number of steps required to get the stable tokens because not only do we want it to be used, we want it to be easy to get these tokens. When it's easy to get these tokens, when it's very liquid, when it's extremely easy to get hold and use, people are more likely to use it and that gives them higher score in the market design, in the network effects. And of course, because everything is decentralized, the other thing to consider is not just how easy it is to get that one token, that stable token, but also how easy it is to get that native token, the governance token, to make changes in this entire system. That brings us to the second point, mechanism design. So mechanism design are the rules that we can change, are the rules that is embedded in this entire protocol. And the whole point of decentralization, the whole point of DeFi, is not only just to use different tools to try to improve the inefficient centralized models in traditional finance, but what we're also trying to do is to make different kind of changes because now all of us are part of this ecosystem. If we can make changes, we can improve the ecosystem, we can collaborate to improve the governance. So in mechanism design, these are the things that we want to find. And one of the things to figure out are the protocols. You know, what are the different parameters that can be changed in the protocol? And how does it define the pack? How does it verify the pack? What kind of oracles are being used? Is it only one oracle or different kind of oracles? How likely is it for someone to exploit? Then we also look at how does it stabilize? So does it stabilize internally? Are there mechanisms within the market, within the protocol to stabilize it? Or are they just relying on arbitrage traders? Or are there some other secondary token or tertiary tokens looking at the stabilization mechanism? And that brings us to the last point, token design. In token design, of course, we want to understand the token itself. 
And as much as you know, market design, mechanism design, token design are the fundamental pillars in understanding all of these different token-based ecosystems, the definition of them, the different matrix within the pillars differ greatly. So for example, in token design, in other tokens, you have to think about the price. How do you value them? How do you determine their stability of value? Whereas in stablecoins, you don't need to define the value because the value is really defined. What we want to test is do they reach that specific value, which is $1. So in token design, we look at the different dynamics or simulation within the ecosystem to reach that $1 when it's above or below $1. But not only that, what we want to measure are the empirical data, are the test results that the market has shown, collect them to understand what is the price on a day-to-day basis. So for that quantitative data, we look at from inception, how many days are above $1, how many days are below $1, and how many days are off the $1 mark with a 5% variation. So we get to choose the peg because it's not always 1.0000, sometimes it's 1.432, and we still consider that as stable. Not only that, the more important thing in these kind of algo stablecoin, especially, is what we call a doom loop. In a doom loop, in algo stablecoins, it's not just the mechanism itself, but also the social faith of the ecosystem to maintain that price. And sometimes, or usually, when one price falls, the whole thing just cascades down and it goes into this death spiral, death cycle. Prices fall from 90 cents to 80 cents to 50 cents to 10 cents, and it's gone. So what we want to do is to calculate and quantify these doom loops. And for that, we look at the total number of days unpacked to that $1 with a plus minus 5% difference, as well as the maximum number of consecutive days being packed. And we compare that across to the total number of days the token has been live. So when we look at analyzing these various, you know, market design, mechanism design, token design, one of the things that we want to see and we want to understand is what are the different kind of risks in the system? How do we quantify these risks? So the risks are economic exploits, price volatility, and technical risk. And economic exploits are probably the highest ranked risk that we looked at because especially when there are secondary tokens coming into play or when we analyze the different market, analyzing the balance of tokens in different people's wallets, that's where economic exploits could happen. So that's a very big risk, especially in algo stablecoins. And then we look at price volatility as well because as you can imagine, stablecoin is meant to be stable. But sometimes it's not always stable. So what kind of risks are there in the price volatility? And of course, we look at technical risk in terms of the various potential risks like oracles and being off-pack and stuff like that. So lots of details, but in summary, that is to look at market design, mechanism design, and token design of making sense of what they are and then comparing them across all eight protocols. From there, we will rank them comparatively, ranking them, giving them scores, giving them points, and together we calculated and tabulated the score. So, Nicola, do you want to share a little bit more about why we came to Frex as the best of all eight? Of course. So, you know, you said it all. The challenges for the stable coins and those mechanisms are extremely difficult. We come up with so many things that we would change with so many sort of like recommendation on the report. So you guys should really go and read it through. And we discussed so many things that funders can change, in a sense, or really look at the economic exploits, the misalignments on the economics, uh, all those feedback loops. And then Lisa talked about the risks and the volatility. So there are really some great juicy suggestions here at the end of our report. In conclusion, we obviously said algo stablecoin are hard to design, hard to adopt, hard to understand. 
but why we are still, you know, talking about that, researching them. And we do believe that one day those experiments will be more efficient, that we can really build better monetary models in the future. And among all the different solutions proposed so far, as with the failures of coupons, with the DPEG and stuff, we saw that Frax actually was the best, how to say, maybe compromise. Why? Because they're like fragmented in a sense, right? And fractional algorithmic model work the best. Has been maintaining the peg and really succeed where all the others have been failed to deliver what we really want from a stable coin, which is solidity, right? And efficiency. It's the reasons why Frax attracted a meaningful adoption and a meaningful integrations, I would say, in the DeFi ecosystems. So the hybrid approach eventually has been able to maintain the peg extremely solid. And this is one of the metrics that Lisa took about on the consecutive days being pegged and devise a really, really intelligent model and uh, system to stabilize the protocol, right? Because it can always be minted and redeemed for $1. So the arbitrage are actually there and they're possible to take an opportunity. So it attracts certain kind of agents in a sense. Um, the minting and redeeming with the opportunity changing algorithmically of, you know, using fractures or using other stable coin has been proven successful. And the results obviously are telling us that if you have a model that deliver the bare minimum quality for a protocol, well, you will gain adoption. So eventually, we still believe that there are many new mechanisms that can be explored. Okay, we don't think that the coupon are, you know, dead and you cannot find a better model that would work. For sure, what we would like to see from founders and team is to really keep in mind all the incentives and all the risks and all these secondary financial incentives that the agents are facing when they need to make a choice to buy or to sell or to hold the token and so on and so forth. So there are many suggestions on our research and we would really want the conversation to start with our audience and please feel free to feedback us on all the channels. Yeah, so I think Nicola has summarized it very nicely about why Frex became the best of all these different eight protocols that we analyzed. And the video is out on YouTube. The research report is out online. So you can go and check that out.